Messengers of God know are messengers of Satan know too. The duty of messengers of God who God has given sight to see and knowledge to know is to prepare you for the onslaught. Because the messengers of Satan who confide with, the, with Lucifer in his own confederation are also preparing their sons to destroy, to devastate, to disarray, to frustrate. So if the messengers of God can equip God's people, we will sabotage all the plans of the enemy from coast to coast. They will fail this year. I want to tell you something. This day, first, second, third, we always have leaders meeting. And I always separate the leaders from the church and train them. But we we have entered a new year. I will train all of you together. What I teach leaders, I teach to everybody who wants to know. Because God showed me a mighty outburst of the dam of Christ's faith tabernacle. And its flood went more than tsunami. And many of you will be required from various places to come and help. Some are listening to me now in some nations who are crying that we should come. And I will receive mail from them. I picked that up by my spirit. And I will read that mail to you because you are hearing me say what I'm saying now today. And the time is so short and near. God has answered the cry of those people in those nations. And some of you will be going. You may not be ordained leader. One thing that will be common with you is that you are dedicated to the work of God here. You are devoted to the work of God here. And I have seen I've seen your dedication, others have too. I've seen your devotion, others have too. And also we have seen your persistence with God. So upon you is lying the spirit because you know the word. You were all in the you were not you don't miss the Bible study. So if we tell you to go anywhere, you can replicate Christ with tabernacle absolutely. You don't have to be ordained. Because in the church of Antioch, in Acts chapter 13, we are prophets and teachers. Only two people were sent. What happened to the rest? They remain. I will together now. And Paul and Barnabas, we have heard about Paul. Never have we heard of Barnabas. The Holy Spirit will single you out according to your heart, and you will be sent forth. And anywhere you go, what will happen, people will not believe that it can happen with you here. You are sitting here all the time, Bible study, you don't miss it. JTA, you don't miss it every Monday. All leaders of this church, deacons, deaconesses, and elders and pastors are by default members of Jesus' territorial army. That is the group of this church God raised to intercede for this house. So globally, anywhere you have Christ with Tabernacle, the head of their intercessors is the resident pastor there. He leads them. And everyone who are ordained leaders by default are. Then any member who have the burden to pray, that is the place you can show it. I have told you something. Some people have asked me, you know, sat me down in interview and said, Apostle, tell us, what is the brain behind the grace you have? 
There's no brain behind it. When I was a kid, I went to every meeting, and I grew up like that. When I was going to intercessors meeting as a, as a child, you know, from the age of nine, by my volition, I was not invited. Like, just those kids who, who go, you, you have had um, uh, Junior Apostle preaching, the boy of ten, among you. Nobody told him to do what he's doing. He chose to. While that ten year old I read about, I was just like that. And what happened was that, little did I know, that each meeting that I went, as God showed up, I received something. I received knowledge that is very, very deep. By flocking with elderlies. Talking with those who are very elderly. Alright? I received great knowledge. Many of them are dead now. And the knowledge they pass on to me is a treasure that you enjoy the benefits all over the world. When I sat with them and they studied the word of God, they shared with me what God says. I sat with them when they saw angels. I prayed with them when angels spoke with them. Little did I know that I also was contacting it. I was never too busy for God. So today, I operate in God with ease. I told you that you don't need a visa to go to heaven, and heaven is available to every saint of God. Why should you be having nightmares? Maybe this is what we solve it. Therefore, I see the dispensation that God has spoken concerning this house as we entered into it. You know, the Lord revealed to me that we are entering into the... I saw the entrance and I saw the belly. In the midst of it is a brilliant glory that man cannot express, which is not the handwork of man. Because of that, this season, the mandate I have from heaven is to equip every one of you. Because the time is too short. I won't talk about the man of sin today because I need to talk about the one who matters, the Lord and you. So everyone who is an ordained leader in this church, you are a debtor. From the day I lay my hands upon you and you accepted it, you have become a debtor. If you do not want to do the job, you should not have allowed me to lay hands on you. Once I have laid my hands on you, you have agreed to be a debtor unto God. To be an example to the members of the household. Look at the book of Hebrew 13. Let's look at chapter 7 first. It says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. What did they say we should do? Shall we read it together, please? Good. Yes, they started a year earlier and a year later. Hallelujah. We covered present and the future. By that way, we read. Amen. Let us read it again together, shall we? Let me help you know something. 
Who is the employer of leaders in the church? Yes, it's God, but it's Jesus Christ. Who, who employ people who are workers in the church? It's Jesus Christ. Let me help you this. Don't move away from Okay, we'll come back here. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. We'll read it together. You want to know who is your employ- employer? All right. Shall we read it together, please? So, who gave the grace? Why did he give it? For what? So, when you have grace, what do you do with it? How many doctors are here? Raise your hands. If you are a doctor, what do you do in the hospital? You serve patients. Is that not so? Do we have chef here? Yes, chef. Raise your hand up. What do you do? You serve the people, isn't it? Because you have the grace to make the food, people must eat it. And that grace, you use it to satisfy the hunger of some people. The doctor will use his grace to bring forth comfort to a pain, a person who is suffering pain. If you don't have that grace, you cannot use it. The grace you don't have, you don't use it. All right. Now listen to me. If the hospital employed a doctor and he uses his grace to serve, that doctor is remunerated for the work he has done by the grace. Isn't it? That doctor also, the future of the doctor is determined by the efficacy of his service. Not every doctor who graduated 25 years ago are equal today. No, 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 no. There are some doctors 25 years ago they graduated. They are only marking time in the hospital. They are not current. There are some other doctors who are, who are 25 years in graduation, but name any area of medicine they will speak. The difference between both of them is the efficiency of each, how they have used their heart of service. And so when they want to determine to promote and appoint somebody who will be the, you know, probably surgeon general, they don't just take anybody because you are a surgeon, because you will be involved in policy. It must be one among the surgeons who is so current, so updated, so equipped. Same thing. They do not appoint any lawyer to be a judge. All right? Before they appoint to be a judge, you must have distinguished yourself in the knowledge of all laws. All laws. Because there is a maxim that says, the judge knows the law. They will not just go and take somebody who graduated and he became a solicitor in Defo High Street all his life to come and be a judge. They won't do that. Same thing with the chef. Therefore, if you understand the earthly things, the one who employed you will determine remuneration. He's the one who will determine whether to increase the grace or not. He's the one who will determine your success for the future. And if you are not pulling your weight, certainly he will never give you any grace. More than what is given you. Because God is the best judge. I will get it now. He will never increase your grace. 
Really, if you are doing nothing, he will replace you. That's the reason why you hear of some names in the ministry after some time, you don't hear about them anymore. They just gone into oblivion. I was with Pastor Sutton. You may not know him, those of you who are younger. But those of you who are older, if you know Kenneth Higgin very well, you remember Pastor Sutton, Billy Graham, you know, Lester Summerall, those fathers, they were all together. At the same time, they sprang forth. And Pastor Sutton, we were in a dinner sometime. I was ministering together on, his pul- on the pulpit with him. Well, it's a very great high honor and privilege. He has given birth to several great men and women of God across the globe. And he said, son, I want to tell you something. I said, Pop, what do you want to say? He said, you see, many of you are raised by God today. He said, 25 years down the road, we will know who God called. This was 1995. Today is 19 what? <laughs> so 1995 to 2000 is how many years? Why are you looking at me like this? You didn't expect to come and do mathematics class in the church, did you? <laughs> eh? He said to me, 25 years down the road, you know who God has called among you. He said, when we started 1945, they were all flocking under, under uh, uh, Wigglesworth. And then Smith left after the war. He called Lester Summerall. And Lester Summerall visited him. And he said to Lester, he said, Son, I see. I see. It is coming. It is coming. You know he's a brood man. He said, it is coming. It's coming. He said, I will not see it with my eyes. But you will. You will. Limb will walk. The dead will be raised. Revival all over the whole world. He says, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it, but I will not see it. I will, I will not see it. I will not enter into it. You will, you will. You will see it before you go. He said, you will see it. And he laid hands on him and charged him. And he says, bye. We'll see in heaven. That was his last meeting. He said to me, son, your zeal today should increase forever. Your service to God don't joke with it. Serve him with more dedication. Increase in dedication every day. He said, many will fade away. He said, we were many when we started. He said, where are they? That will not be your own history. Because you are having the knowledge. Jesus is the one who gives grace. He apportions it to each person. If you look at verse 11, shall we read together? So he's the one who gave grace. He's your employer. Let me help you with this. Look at Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter, chapter, chapter. Um, Chapter 12. Let's read it from verse 1 to verse 4. No, let's do from verse 4, really. Shall we please? There are different kinds of gifts, but one is very. The next one? There are different kinds of gifts, but the same is one. Yes. 
Yes, hold it. No, 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 no. You are ready. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But the Son calls to service. He calls us to serve. Holy Spirit gives you the gift. God works the gift in a person who serves. You can carry the gift and go to grave with it. Many are there already. Nothing happened through them. All right? But for Jesus, for God to walk gift through you, he will see that you are serving. Are we together? As I told you, a medical doctor who just goes about giving injection and that's all he does, about 25 years, his mates will have left him where he is. Who continue to read, equip themselves, they are lecturing, and they are also working. Producing more doctors, and they are working. Reading more, and they are still serving. He will make a distinction. Same thing with law practice, same thing with engineering, same thing with every practice. So therefore, God will only walk through a man who is serving, though the Holy Spirit has given gift to all men. All of you have gifts. But those of us who are manifesting is because we are serving and God is manifesting. Let me say this to you. Jesus had all this grace in him, but nothing happened until he started to serve. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power, what, what happened? He went about. Then healing all. He didn't heal all when he was sitting. When he was still growing and learning. Because he was still learning and growing. And according to the law of Israel, he needs to get to that age to function. But thank God for Jesus, he broke the barrier of age that he's using six-year-old boy in this church. That was me when I was young too. Therefore, God, Holy Spirit gives you gifts. Jesus calls you to service. And according to your heart of service, God works through you. Look at Romans 12, very quickly. Briefly, I'm teaching you tonight, just to open up our understanding, and then we move further. Romans 12, let's read from verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to do what? Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing or acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship or your reasonable act of, your reasonable sacrifice. Look at the next verse. Shall we read together? I want to make sure that you are all reading. You know, when, I, when you read, I move around because when I'm speaking, you are looking at me too, isn't it? And you are seeing my mouth move. So when you are reading too, I come and look at you to read the Bible. Because, you know, the Bible says, Blessed are those who read. Every word of the scripture you read in your mouth invoke a blessing. Let me say this to you. Therefore, whenever the Bible is read, God is being read. So you must read it. As a believer, I will together now. An illumination comes to your mind. When you read the word of God aloud, you can start to hear God for yourself even before the speaker will speak. 
Are we together? And we do that in church because we want everybody to be concentrating. Let's read together from verse 2. Do not... Did everybody read it? That scripture is giving you the pillars for success. A Christian, a leader, Christian leader, do not conform with the pattern of this world. This is how they do it in your family. It doesn't mean you should do it that way. Because from the day you get married, you are producing another generation of family. You know, I've been talking to all of you about marriage and wedding in this church. Things that should not be happening in wedding. My daughter is wedding. Come and see. If you see Robbie is there. Impossible. Impossible. It will be conducted in the line with the scriptures. Native law and custom. I'm a native of heaven. I have the custom of the Holy Spirit. My governance for culture is the word of God. Everything that we do will be to letter perfect. And that will continue in my own generation. It will become our culture. There is no one under heaven who is from my family who will come and tell me that he will dictate what will happen in my daughters or my sons. If my son marries a woman, if they skip a wrong culture, I will tell them to take their daughter. And I tell my son, follow me. You haven't got a wife. Sure. Sure. Very sure indeed. I will not allow my son to partake in ungodliness. Should he die in that place, he goes to hell. And God will require his blood from me. I'm conducting my daughter's native law and custom. They will show you the video. It won't be business as usual. That will be done. Where? As. So if heaven doesn't practice it, where did you get it from? That scripture says that do no longer conform with the pattern of this world. Christians should set what culture is and what custom is. Not your tribe. I would get there now. Because if you follow them, you and I know that most of those cultures come from Lucifer. I happen to be, if they say in Yoruba land today, if they call people in Yoruba land, those who have heaviest gray hair, I can stand as a father. I'm a son of the old age. I know the origin of all cultures in Nigeria. They come from Satan. Of course, you have the areas where the law of equity form culture. That is in the area of interpersonal relationship. Things that are conscionable. But when it comes to ritualistic things, it didn't come from God. Bring seven kola nut for wedding. Is he Holy Ghost that is eating kola nut? <laughs> and then that kola nut should be the kola nut that have 12 stripes or 6 stripes. Why not the one that has only 2 stripes? 
Is there a divine power in the one that is being demanded all the time? 42 a Johnson. What does that mean? Why can't they take 10? Why should they count it for 42? Or 35 tubas? And everybody is taking 35 tubas. Why should it from Lucifer? Why can't they bring one tuba? Is it their tuba that will make you rich? And then some will take drink and pour to the God of the earth, which is the devil, and say they are doing libation to their father. To the ground they go. What about when you start to dance and people are putting money on your head? Your head is the entrance to your destiny. Do not be conformed. Is it the money they are giving you and putting on your head, reducing you to one dollar per, per stripe? Is that, that, is that what will make you glorify you before your God? If my daughter said, if anybody raises his hand, the hand will be cut off before he won't get up. I, I'm, I'm going to sit as a father, but not just as father. If any mess up, I will jump and I'll crush that person, rack him under my brother <laughs> to the ground. And I tell my protocol, pack him up. If I rack him under my brother, it will not be harm. So I've not committed the thoughts. There is no harm that ensue from my action. I only did a caution. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Christians should do things in God's way. If you have parents who do not know that, you need to put your foot on the ground. If they decide not to pray for you because of Jesus, the prayer of Jesus is better than the amount. Do not conform any longer. We don't live to satisfy man, to please man, against God's will. No, we live to please God against the will of man. Do not any longer conform with the pattern of this world. I'm talking about leadership should be an example. Understand? And it says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. The reason why many Christians cannot know the will of God for their lives. This is it. Conform with the God today, conform with the world tomorrow. You can't test and know. Because the condition is this. For you to be able to know the will of God, to understand the will of God, to access it, you must not conform with the pattern of this world. You mustn't conform with the pattern of this world. In other words, if you conform with the pattern of this world, when you go to seek God for His perfect will, you cannot, because that will become a deterrent for you to see. Are we in the, in the same understanding? You want to know, but you can't know. Why can't you know? When Jesus said, ask and you will receive, seek, you will find. Why are you seeking, 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 nothing is happening? Look at the worldliness in you and take it out. But what benefit is it? For men to praise you, and you have no praise before angels. They just walk past you on the way. It's only by God's mercy they even keep you and save you and protect you. They are almost that if God sent them to you, they may say to God, that, please, God, don't, say, don't let us go to him. Because he has no regards for you. Angels are attracted to people who regard God so much. Those who fear God so much. 
You saw that in the book of 1, Psalm 145 you read yesterday, isn't it? Verse 18, 19, and 20. This is a new year. It's a serious year. It is the year of eagles flying. As they gave birth to eaglets, they, they soon become eagles instantly. I saw the eggs hatch. Instead of eaglets coming out of the edge with plumes, I saw big eagles flying out of the arches, out of the eggs that are hatched. You will not be replaced by God. Together, we will serve the Lord. Sometimes you need to look. Does, do you know when when you were going to go to school to achieve success? Did you not leave some friends? You have to. If you are area boys and you have been born together, when you discover that your own life is not to, to, to end in area boy, you go to school. You will live all those lives. It's painful, isn't it? There are some friends you have to just forget them because you want to forge ahead in life. It's very painful, isn't it? Some of you have to reject your families. You have to reject your mother, father because of the gospel. Or they have to kick you out of the house because you will not let them do what they want to do. It's painful. But let me tell you that. That pain pays you well. But it's more painful to suffer when a man is caught in rebellion against God. It is more and more painful. More and more painful. It is a pain that no one can comfort you. Therefore, you want to know the will of God this year. Do not conform any longer with the pattern. It didn't say with the world. We must be in the world. Engineering is not conforming with the world to become an engineer or to become a surveyor or to become a doctor. It's not to conform with the world. It says pattern by which they run this system. That's what God says don't conform with. Because that pattern is from the devil. If you're a journalist in this church, you must not lie. Any report you publish must be the truth and you must have evidence to back it up before you publish it. If you have to fight with your CEO and be sacked, you better be sacked and go somewhere else. Christians now who are journalists should go and start their own paper. Call it the paper of truth. Nothing but the truth. So that they can be publishing truth only. You cannot say because it's your job, you lie as a profession. All liars have their place in hell. Revelation 12 says. That's 24. 22-12. 22-12. So you don't accept anyone. To malign you or turn you away from your God. You must be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of the day. You must be the Daniel thrown in the lion's den and yet he did not deny God. I'm talking to leaders. I'm talking to Christians. Be ready if you want to satisfy Jesus. Be ready to be rejected by your kindred, by your family. It is better that you are rejected for Christ's sake, then you are celebrated into hell. Are we together? Yes, Do not conform any longer with the pattern of this world. Bring me down. Three. Verse three, please. For by the grace God has given to us, to me, I say. To every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that you have been given. He's talking to all, all believers. No one should think that he's superior in anything. You know, I've, I've pastored for many years, now over 30 years now. 
And I've met people who feel that, you know, they can, when other people walk by grace, they feel they can do it too. And instead of them to submit and learn and pray for grace, they will contend with the one who has grace. As if it's context. Put them there. It is M-M, 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 they will sing. Somebody preached the word, and the lame walk, and the blind see, is grace. The other one stand up and tell you what will happen by 6 a.m. tomorrow in England. But the one who healed the cripple cannot say it. His grace. So that one who tell you what will happen tomorrow morning. Another one will come and tell you your heart. Okay? What you think sometimes, we'll just be discussing and be telling you. He has the grace of discernment. The other one who can tell tomorrow, when look at you like this, he's just looking. He can't see what's in your mind. He can't discern from devil moving or Satan moving. As far as he's concerned, thus saith the Lord and that's it. And it will be so. Should I envy the one who prophesied? I need him. Should I try to be like him? No. I would look for what I am and be what I am so that I can compensate him too. Should I strive with him? And then when there's an opportunity for him, when God wants him to speak, I jingle the bell to shut his mouth. So that they will, it won't be only in speaking, speaking. If only in speaking, we want to hear what God is saying, man. If anybody is not happy, you should go and be saying what God is saying and let it be so. We celebrate the one that is manifested. And we create the atmosphere for that manifestation. To be enjoyed by others. Without feeling threatened, if you are not called into that, at least you are called to something. You find what you are called to manifest. But when you engage yourself in envy for the grace of others, you will not be able to concentrate to discover what is in you. You perish. Because you try to be like other people you can never be. Can anybody just... As you are so, you like the way I look, just become to look, begin to look like me. Because you like it. Your face just changes. And you are not apostolic. <laughs> so, and I cannot, no matter how much anointed I am, I cannot look at your nose and say, Lord, I don't like this nose. I look at it in the mirror. This kind of nose God gave you. God, change it to the nose of uh, Pastor uh, Roger. <laughs> By anointing. Eh? I can't do that. So if my own nose is somehow, and I look at the mirror and I think that Pastor Regis' nose is more beautiful, I say, Lord, I thank you because you are wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. You created my nose, and then you created Pastor Regis' nose. At least I see one that I can, I can enjoy. I love God for it. Thank you. If Pastor Regis' nose is that shape, I love it better. What about my lips? Maybe my lips is better than his lips. Say, Lord, I thank you for my own lips, too. As I thank you for Pastor Regis' nose, Because you cannot be what God didn't make you. And you must love what God made others and celebrate them. That's what Bible says here. Look at it. It says, For the grace given, for by the grace given to me, I say, do not think of yourself more highly. 
Don't think of it. And if you are appointed as a leader, you are not a boss. Don't go and don't go and drive away my members by treating them the way I don't treat them. At least you see that Apostle Williams, I hug everybody. I hug the good, the bad, the ugly. I hug the devil. I hug. If you come to my church, if you are a demon, I hug you. Oh yeah. <laughs> if a demon come here, I want to be saved. That's why he came. I hug him. Not everybody please me. I told you that before. Isn't it? But when it comes to treatment, it has to be equal treatment. Alright? Even those who I know that I'm still working on, I give them more attention than you that I already, already, you have, you have, um, you have stopped breastfeeding. <laughs> you know, I don't breastfeed you anymore. I will spend more time with the one that I'm still, that is still suckling, isn't it? Yes. That's how I do now. I look at my own children, how many times do I spend with them compared with the time I spend with each other? And that's what the Bible is saying. Don't think more highly of yourself. Understand that if you're a deacon, you're an elder, you're a pastor, you're a bishop, you're a apostle, prophet, pope, it's grace to serve. If you remove service from your function, your title is useless. I will get it now. So, if you're ordained, serve. I have two more to give you. Let's look at the next verse. Just as each one of us has, has one, is one body with many parts, and these members are not all the same function, yes, so in Christ we are many, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all others. That's just summarizing what I said, yes. We have different kind gifts according to the grace given us. We have different kind of gifts according to the grace given us. So God, Jesus gave you, called you to the service. And is your employer. So for leaders, thank you for your last year. Because we have the greatest number of commitments, committed leaders in this church. I can tell that in meetings. I can tell that when we have special programs. Nevertheless, there's a few among us who, if we opened the book before God last year, where is your service? To that I speak. This year, your position will never be made desolate. I will together now. So go to my Hebrew, let me complete. And then we pray. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Two things leaders must possess. Because the members look at you. Your way of life, number one. And number two, your faith in God. Come on. Your way of life and your faith in God. For those of you who are still members of the church, come on, listen to me. I was one of you. I was a member of the church. I used to sit back before in the church when I was a boy. Very little baby. When they said, Thus said the Lord, I'll be shaking. Because everybody must cover his, their head under the ground. That's what we were taught. God is speaking. What I, I cover my head. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I go to the altar, to clean. 
My mother will be watching me. I will take the yellow duster. I will be cleaning the altar like this. I would, they, they always have a barricade. Not everybody go to the altar. Like you choir should know that to come on this altar is a privilege. It is not a right to. Uh-huh. Because the time is coming that I won't let you go to the altar anymore. You will be sitting in your own seat. I always thought that angels are waiting there. I'm afraid to step this step because this is the altar of the Lord. From the back pew, God brought me to the front pew. Why? Because of my zeal. I want to know. It is a good thing that you are at the back, but it is bad for you know, not, not to want to know. And you want to know by serving first. And in service, God will promote you. It is in service you increase. It is in service that God blesses. And God will make your way. Because you have something you are contributing to God's church. Angels will contribute to your life. Every Christian should have a service in the house of God. You want your prayer to be answered fast. If you can serve God, you will pray less. And you will see more manifestation. Because you have a memorial before God. You know, there are some of you that I said, some people give testimony. I just spoke into their life and things happen. And I said, some people, when I see their kids, I have to go and kneel down with them and beg God, serious. Because I can't speak into their life. The authority is there, but they are not in the place to receive such. Some of them, for them, I fast. Until God will change them. Because prophecy can only rest upon a person upon whose favor of God is resting. God said to Aaron, Thou shalt, Thus shall you say to my people, May the Lord bless you, may the Lord lift up his countenance to shine upon you, may the Lord give you rest. And say, When you say that you invoke my name upon them, so that I will be able. So God is not able to bless a man if favor is not sitting on him. Who sends the favor is God. If you serve God so much with your heart, you will be, your head will be full of favor. Everywhere you go, people will be serving you. Because you are serving the king of heaven. The king of heaven. So you don't come to church and sit down, say prayer, I say amen. It's beyond that. You are saying prayer, I say amen. It's only crumbs that is falling from the table you are getting. People commit themselves to come and pray every Monday. You think God will give them the same blessings given somebody who come every Sunday? If you are God, will you do that? Somebody who comes to the Bible study every midweek. Do you think you who don't will know the Bible more than him? Go to Bible college and read for four years. I give you two years, you have forgotten everything you read. Not so. How many of you did first degree before? If your first degree is more than one year. Can you stand up? Any one of you, I challenge you. Tell me everything that you knew in your first degree. Tell me the courses you studied throughout your first degree. Some of you can even remember some of them, isn't it? Isn't it? So you go to Bible college, yes. Bible does not enter into you in Bible college. They only teach you principles, philosophies and principles. It is in the church you read the Bible daily that the word of God dwells in you. 
And you have Bible, Bible school every day, every week here. In, in the cathedral every Tuesday, people study Bible from one chapter to the other, one verse by verse. And you think you can stay at home and know the Bible that they are studying? It's not possible. I come there to learn. At least Bible is in my head. I've been quoting scriptures now to you. I didn't read my notes, did I? Oh, you didn't answer me. No, sir. You are treating me as if I was lying. I've been quoting the scriptures on my head, and I'm telling you what it says, isn't it? That is the work of a good lawyer. <laughs> to know his case laws, isn't it? And quote it appropriately. Because you go before the judge and you are quoting the, the case of somebody who went to steal him, Max and Spencer, to try to free a man caught in murder. I'm sure that the judge will say that I should never see my court again. <laughs> so is God. A child of God who doesn't know the word of God. Eh? That's the reason why you need to come to Bible school here. Fully of charge. Every Tuesday. And a new cross every Wednesday. As much as I know, I come to learn there. Even those children we speak, all of you are my witnesses. As you are speaking and writing. As you are speaking and writing. When I will take those things to teach you, I will teach you in an explosive dimension. But the revelation comes through a, a child in this church. 35, 8 of Isaiah. And he shall build the highway. He said, many people have been building highway, but this one built a different highway. I've never had it in my life as a Christian. A boy of 10 in CFT church. God gave him that revelation. And you watch me when I teach you about that. Heads will roll on television. Because I've been working on that boy's statement. And I've received volumes of, of download from heaven. If I was not in that Bible uh, studies on that week, I would not hear it. Consider their way of life and imitate their faith. Let me say this to you. All of you, no, not all of you. Most of you were here when I was doing my LLM, isn't it? My master's degree, no. If you were here, raise your hands. Okay, let me tell you something. I'm saying this because you how many of you want, not, let me do ask you. I know that all of you who are students now, you want distinction, isn't it? Let me tell you how I got my distinction. When I was doing my LLM, every week I read to you my result. Did I not? Yes, sir. Did I not? Yes. Pastor Tayo, you are reading my result to everybody. Isn't it? Every exam, we do exam every day, every week, every week. We do exam. We do assignments and then we do exam. We do discussion and all stuff. And when they mark my papers, you read it. Did I miss Sunday service? No. I was coming. Your Bible study, I come. Sometimes you're Friday, you see me. If I'm not preaching somewhere and I'm going somewhere. Prayer in the week in New Cross, I come. Listen to me. Why did I come? I went to your wedding, didn't I? Why don't you answer me? How many of you wedded when I was in school? Raise your hand if you wedded when I was in school. Brother Adi, Dickin Adi, were you not wed, did you not wed when I was in doing my LLM? What year did you wed? You've forgotten how many years old you are as a wedded? Eh? Eh? 2014 you wedded. I was doing my LLB then. 
<laughs> yes. You are an old man in wedding. No? <laughs> Dicky Nadia, I didn't know that. <laughs> who are you guys who were when I was doing my, my post right in law? When did you wed? 20? No. Brother Jason, I have graduated. Brother Singova, where is Brother Singova? When did you wed? 2017. Yes, I was in school where you wedded. But you know something? They did not notice that when you are doing your, your, and I was in your reception to the end. Do you not see that I used to read in your reception? Yes? And they were playing, and I too would go and dance. After dancing, I would come back to my high table, and isn't it? Yes, sir. You saw me reading? Brother Ezekiel. Yes. Listen to me. The noise you are making, why did it not disturb my concentration? I was doing assignments in marriage reception. Assignment that I must submit on Sunday. And on that Saturday, if I don't come and wed you and go to reception, what will you call me? You say when I need apostle, he was not there for me. I was there from morning, and I have my assignments. Did you not remember sometime I told you that I read for three days without sleeping and I'm coming to preach on Sunday? Yeah, because I was involved in other activities with you. Did I fail? I got distinction. It's not by chance. I got it. Do you know why? Because I committed my go- myself to service. He helped me. The Holy Spirit. When I was doing my, my membership exam in Institute of Child Arbitrators, the Holy Spirit told me five case laws. And I told you. I wrote them down. When I was going to the, to the, to the, to the school, to the exam, on train from Bilariki, that's when I know that people read in the, in the tube. In train, they read. You see all of them, they are reading in train. Some of them are listening to um, some whatever. Some of them are playing games. All manners of people are on the train. So when I saw that, the first day I went, all of them were reading. I took my own. I was memorizing it. Case law number one. Case law number two. Because Holy Spirit told me that this will come out. I got there. Question number one is case law number one. I quickly wrote it down. Question number two is the second case. I wrote it down. Question number three, they asked these questions. Five of them, Holy Spirit gave it to me. I got 82. In his daughter, You think I'm smart? Yes. Not smart in book, but smart in God. Not that I know book much. <laughs> Don't come and test me. I won't answer you. <laughs> I won't answer you. <laughs> there is somebody... Inside me, who tells me what will come out in exam? And I, so what will I do? I serve him more. Is it grace? It's not grace. So. Is it anointing? It's not anointing. It is will. Do you know what I found out? That because I can pray long, when it came to study, I can read for three days without one sleep. Because I could pray for days like that. It equipped me. I read the Bible, I quote the Bible, so when I read law, it made it easy. 
Because all they do in law is just to read and know what you have read and say it at the right time. So they are not faffing. It is the discipline of the Bible that I took there. Intelligence, well, God gave me IQ, intelligent questions. But I'm not a genius. I don't think so. Well, maybe in angelology I am. But in the book of man, I'm not. However, in the Bible of God, I am. Hallelujah, somebody. In godliness, I am. I will serve God with everything I have. So when I need him, he serves me. You too. Two things people should emulate in you. Your way of life. And your faith. When I went to do bricklaying, I did it. I qualified. I can build fence and brick. All covertures, I can. All various types of bond, I can. Because as I serve God, it disciplined me to anything I want to know. Let's serve him together this year. That is the key to every success. Ah, in my old age, if I, if I can go to school and tackle law and wrestle him down, in my 60s, so I was discussing one of our sons from Canada yesterday. I was asking him what is his plan and what is he doing, and I was discussing with him. And I said, ah, I said, my own plan this year, and from September to 2000 and the next eight years, I will be in university. The next eight years, I'm in university. This year, end of this year, I'm seeking to go and do QS, master's degree. I should have started my PhD in law last year. But because of this arbitration, I believe that anything you do, do it well. So let me tackle arbitration to the end. And I'm doing my fellow now. I'll finish my fellow by March. After fellow in arbitration, till Jesus comes, there's nothing to read in arbitration. It's just to add more promotion. And you can't read anymore. That's the Z of arbitration. Then I will go and start my PhD next year. If I finish my QS, why do I want to do QS? We are extending this building. Any one of you who is a child QS here, stand up. I haven't seen one in CFT. We have chartered like it. Pastor Billy was taking care of all that. What about QS? What about Jesus City? We don't have a QS and we don't have somebody who is an infrastructural engineer. I decided to go and do them in the university. Will it affect my, my, my work as a minister? No. <coughs> Law did not affect my work. That would not affect my work. Till I'm 75, I must be in university. <coughs> Do we get it now? Someone says that you are too old. Who told you you are old? I know somebody who went to do university at the age of 80-something. He graduated at the age of, uh, I think he was 92, the man finished education or so. Yeah? Keep it for me. 
Listen to me. One of our pastors, his father just went to do law in his eighties, LLB. Eh? So Baba graduated. Great grandchildren too. They work down together. The man said all his life his aim was to be a lawyer. He said before he went to grave, he would go to I think he's now in the law school. Do they go to law school by age? Is there a law that says you cannot go to law school by age? <clears throat> so listen therefore. What I'm saying to you is this <clears throat> your attitude towards God disciplines your attitude towards success. Isaiah 62, verse 6. Very quickly. What did they say? Isaiah 62, verse 6. Let's read it. And then... Thank you, Pastor. Don't ask how he didn't see my water on the altar. His zeal outran his sight. That is what happened. But I who need the water, I have to calm down to really look for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So therefore this year, what is God saying to us? Give yourself no rest. Everyone who is successful on earth, highly successful, they will tell you that they are hard workers. They are workaholics. Now, God has given you duty, spiritual. And he has given you duty in career. However, he's the one you depend upon to bless your career, isn't it? So, common sense tells us then that if we can really serve him, he will take care of the other side. If anybody thinks that, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy for God, he will let you read. You know, some people, I have a friend, very studious, when he got to exam, his brain went blank. My friend was like this. We discuss now all the questions we discuss, what is on the, on the, on the paper. Is, and I can't help him. Sweating. And once you stand up, you are gone. <clears throat> he came out, he said, towards the end, his brain opened and he started writing. Somebody said that, ah, they don't lock him. <laughs> Someone says that ah, some people they are the one who lock his brain. No, nobody locked his brain. Sometimes anxiety can disconnect memory. But you see, with God, when I go in, God knows I'm going for Him, because in the house of God I have a service. My hand is in the life of everyone here. I will serve you. I will serve God. Serve you to serve God. So when I go to the exam hall, and I'm, I, let's say I forget, what will I say? I'm a student of the word. The Holy Spirit shall remind you all things. And it will come straight away. It will come straight away. If you are not serving God 
and you don't find time for God, how would God have time for you? So this year, we make up our mind that we will truly serve Him. He will help you to be programized so that you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Okay? Time to read, you read. You don't go chatting with friends. And then you don't have time for God. You have time to chat. I don't have friends except you. Isn't it? Of course, you see my friends come on my daughter's wedding. They are coming. <clears throat> but our friends is hello, how are you? You don't call me when I'm busy. If I'm busy, I won't carry your telephone. Let's I'm reading now. If anybody call me emergency, I, will, I myself am on emergency. <laughs> I will not carry your phone. <clears throat> when I finish this emergency, then I will come and ask you, what are you saying? So you understand. But I will not say because I'm reading or I'm working, I'm the CEO of a company. Because of that, I don't have time for God anymore. That kind of life, you will not live it. I say you will not live that kind of life. I call you to easy life. Not an easy life I have not worked in, but that which I worked in. Let me say really, this year I'm going to take more responsibilities. I want to serve the community, my community in England, you know, with what I have. So I'll be going to, to apply to be a director in a number of organizations so that I will add more to what I'm doing. So write this down before we close our meeting today. And tomorrow we'll finish it. What God demands from you, diligence, dedication, and devotion. Keywords, diligence, dedication, and devotion. And the scripture you can write to that, we'll look at it more tomorrow, is 1 Timothy 4, verse 16, verse 15. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life, verse 16, 15 and 16. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. That scripture talks about to be diligent, to be dedicated, and to be devoted. And he gave you the result is that you will save yourself and you will save your hearers. I will together now. Let's stand up on our feet, please. We're going to pray just two prayer points. And then we'll pray over our requests. Isaiah 44 verse 3, it says, I will pour water on your thirsty land and streams on your dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. This is the covenant of God for us for this year. We are going to pray. Pour out your spirit. Understand what, I was, what I've been saying all this time. The spirit precedes the blessing. I will pour water. He said, "I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams of on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring and my blessing." So blessings of God cannot come without the Spirit. So you are going to tell the Lord, "Give me hunger, 
Let me fast for your Holy Spirit. Give me a great hunger in my spirit. Let's begin to pray and ask God. Give me a great thirst that I will really hunger for righteousness. I will thirst for your Holy Spirit. Because it's the promise of God, He will pour out His Spirit on the thirsty ground. He will pour it on the thirsty ground. Tell the Lord your hunger last year should increase this year. Let my hunger increase for you, O God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Let my hunger increase for you, O God. Tell the Lord, let my fast for your spirit increase this year. I want to be the walking Jesus on the face of London. That is why we are saved, that we will be like Jesus on earth. Give me hunger of your spirit. Give me hunger of your Holy Spirit. Give me hunger, Lord, so that I can seek you relentlessly. Tell the Lord, I commit my this year to your hand. The Bible says those who hunger for righteousness shall be filled. Let me hunger for righteousness, Lord. Let us ask God, take away laziness from me. Help me to pray as I should. Help me to read the Bible as I should. Help me to obey your word and live the life of your word as I should. Let my life be an example to everybody. Make me an example, O oh God. Now tell the Lord, pour your spirit upon me like river. Pour your spirit upon me like river, like river, like river, like river. Rapakata de Kori Male Bombale Dundasai. Pour all your spirit upon me, O God. your spirit upon me. The spirit of God brings the blessing. It brings the blessing on your descendant. Pour your spirit upon me, Lord. Pour your spirit. I will pour water on the thirsty ground and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on, on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Tell the Lord Pour your spirit upon me, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Now bring out your request for the year.
Hold it in your hand. Father, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 16:3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. We commit to you, Lord, all these are intentions and our plans. I speak success upon all these intentions. Because you have not gone to man or to an idol to ask for the year, you have come to the balm of Gilead, the sovereign Yahweh, and unto him you have presented your plan. Father, as you read the letter of Hezekiah, and you answered him before the prophet left the forecourt, I stand in Christ in God and say to your people, your requests are answered. Every resources you need to fulfill these dreams, heavenly resources, angelic resources, human resources, receive in the name of Jesus. My God and King, intelligence that is that's outstanding, ability of knowledge that is so deep, that even when genius are speaking, you will understand better than what they are saying. If that is what you need to fulfill your dream, receive in the name of Jesus. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of insight, the spirit of wisdom, and the fear of God. Receive in the name of Jesus. Father, I have seen a little bit of what you are doing this year. And that little is too much. But our heart needs to change. Our thinking needs to change. Our mindset needs to change. When Samuel anointed Saul, you change his heart so that he can be a king. The anointing will receive today from the zero hour of this day. Let our heart accelerate to it. Give us a heart commensurate to this manifestation before us. If somebody is under my voice and you are sick, you are discharged from the register of sick people. Your bones and cartilage are healed. Even if you have had knee replacement, I command your knees to be replaced. The one that was put there, I command it to disappear. I command a brand new heap from heaven. Brand new knees from heaven. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anything that causes you discomfort or any organ that suffers discomfort, I apply to heaven, receive brand new organs. Father, we bless your holy name. Finally, it says, Then I looked up, and there before me was a man with a measuring line in his hand. And I asked, Where are you going? He answered me, to measure Christ's faith tabernacle, to find out how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was speaking to me left, and another angel came and met him, and said to him, Run, tell that young man, Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without wall. 
Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Christ's faith tabernacle will be a city without war. Every wall around your life, I command it to collapse in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to sink to the ground in the name of Jesus Christ. It says, because of the great number of men and livestock, men and livestock, men and livestock, come forth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It says, and I myself will be the wall of fire. I decree the wall of fire to surround you. God shall be the wall of fire around you. God shall be the wall of fire around you. I say, God shall be the wall of fire around you. And it says, declare the Lord, and I shall be his glory. I say from today, God shall be your glory. Hear the word of the Lord, you Christ, but tabernacle and the saints of the living God. God shall be your glory. The glory man has given you, I replace them to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Men shall come to your dawn. Nations shall come to your dawn. You have become light in the midst of darkness. You will bring light to the darkness of your family. You will bring light to the darkness of your city. So shall it be unto you. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Let's take a seat. Very briefly, we close. Can I say that before we close, I would like to welcome anyone visiting us for the first time.